we're filming him. It's his first time driving this machine. It's up a sketchy, icy, jank little cliff road. I made a promise to my girlfriend that I was only gonna have one Subaru at a time. But there is one secret sauce that we do to this day. I research it every day. That is like as close as you're gonna get to a 100% guarantee of going viral. What is it? Welcome to the Scent and Bent podcast. This is the year of grind hard. 2024 is going to be insane, dude. Of an opportunity to win a helicopter worth over six figures. Did you know that? I didn't know it was over six figures in value, but I did know that we're winning a helicopter, which is very premium. Well, we haven't won it yet, but I have faith. So we got to go through that. Will's got a new deal he wants to propose to me that and sounds very interesting edwin decided he wanted to bring this on the podcast but it's kind of supposed to be like a secret i'm trying to figure out some things but well i'll let you guys in on it <laughs> all right yeah both of our wives watch the podcast yes and we decided that the podcast is the space for us to talk openly about like anything including like up and coming projects and normally we're kind of secretive about that kind of thing because mm. you know Sometimes the ladies in our lives don't approve of our ideas. Yeah, and I think they've <laughs> caught on that if they listen to the podcast, they get information that they shouldn't have. Exactly. So we got to cover that. We got a bunch of really great questions on the YouTube channel that we're going to go over because this is the perfect form to do it. Awesome. Uh, Ethan's gone today. He's out swindling about in Texas, probably looking at Humvees on the internet. <laughs> He always is. <laughs> he always is. So I guess we'll start with the first matter of the helicopter, man. This helicopter is Cletus McFarlane's Freedom 500. He's been doing it for like four years now or something. I know. This guy's just doing things. He's out here doing things. It's an inspiration. I'm really excited to see his operation because sometimes I'm a pretty ambitious person, but I can get complacent like i don't know i feel like most of last summer i was like we got a good thing going for us at grind hard you know mm -hmm. like we have good jobs we enjoy our jobs we are on kind of a constant growth trajectory like that's rewarding but yeah it's really solid because we're doing things that we actually want to do yeah and it's a business that's functional yeah. At a certain point. So, which is pretty rare. It's pretty rare. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, like, I don't know. But recently, with like, I've been getting into more of like Heavy D Sparks videos and Cletus with the Freedom 500 and just the Freedom Factory. Like, there is a lot more that we could do with our platform. And I try not to feel pressure to do those things specifically because. I mean, we've always done our own thing and that's why we are where we are because we are who we are. Mm -hmm. But man, is owning your own racetrack and having Travis Pastrana race on it the coolest thing ever? I know. I was just thinking about this yesterday. I was like, it's pretty crazy the point that YouTubers have gotten to in like the last couple of years. Yeah. It's just increasing because everyone's trying to do the bigger thing. Yeah. There's so much competition out there. It's pretty crazy to see that like, there's legitimate race car drivers on yeah. a YouTuber's track. Yeah, NASCAR Rookie of the Year. It's insane. Yeah. It's super cool. 
so we got invited to this race. We announced it in a monster chopper video, which is hilarious because Cletus's video came out like two weeks after that. He just texted me. He just said, like, someone asked him, me, if they could give him my number like a year ago. Mm-hmm. And he didn't text me until like a couple weeks ago. <laughs> he was like, hey, man. <laughs> <laughs> hell yeah brother i don't know like i did can't he do say it. that I can't, it? he didn't do that did in he say text. hell yeah he did brother. Say bro though he does call everyone yeah. brother and bro but he said hey bro do you want to come to the freedom 500 and race uh the prize is a helicopter that's it not like i think maybe the date was there april 5th okay so very vague details <laughs> that was it mm. and i was like yeah <laughs> of and course that's before i knew like i was thinking like i don't know like i've seen some janky helicopters we browse marketplace we've seen them yeah there's one called the grand. mosquito <laughs> i've looked at it multiple times because you could just like it would be a breeze to get to work if i had a mosquito yeah. helicopter yeah. and they're like really janky they come in like a box and you build yeah. them so when he said helicopter i was imagining more of like a box craft yeah, helicopter. i was thinking that which what you see those used for like under 20 grand. Yeah, I saw one last summer for like 10. I was going to swoop <laughs> yeah. it, dude. <laughs> so I was like, oh, yeah, premium, like helicopter clickbait. You know, yeah. let's go. Like, I want to win a helicopter. And then he dropped his video because this was weeks before. We put it, put it in our video. Mm-hmm. And then like one of the number one comments on his video was like, hey, didn't Grindhard talk about this like two weeks yeah. ago? Were they not supposed there to? There was like a whole bunch of comments on that video <laughs> like, why would you do this? Why would you show people that the helicopter is the prize, man? Yeah, it's so <laughs> funny. But we didn't know what kind of helicopter. And so Cletus' video comes out and it is like, shiny everything just went through custom paint he said that that helicopter is worth a hundred and fifty thousand dollars and all we got to do is be the first one across the finish line man which i feel like we're pretty good at racing janky stuff i mean we're not racing it but ethan's really good at racing janky stuff so i think we have a good shot yeah he definitely won't lose due to fear or lack of concentration that's for no sure. absolutely <laughs> not <laughs> so we put all our chips on ethan because we only get one car i tried yeah. to finesse a car for you too that the was the first thing brothers. i responded i said yes could we get a car for will and he said right now there's only one seat per yep. person or whatever yep it's but, unfortunate but if we're winning a helicopter i'd choose ethan yeah i think i think out of a lot of us he's the move i think so because not only does he have like a lot of skill driving these swindly crafts and the crown Vic is kind of swindly but he also is like responsible so he's not gonna do something reckless and like Uh, ruin it you know i feel like you and i'd go too fast and like ruin our tires straight away or something yeah i would go full throttle around the track until my engine blew up he has a solid this is funny gassing ethan up when he's not here on the podcast like i feel like this happened last time he wasn't here too (laughs) but he has like a good capacity like mental capacity behind the wheel of any machine also that man has like a weird magical aura around him where like (laughs) janky crafts just like turn on and run yeah even if they're broken yeah he's the only one that can start our barbie jeep yeah yeah so arrives and it's like yeah oh yeah good absolutely <laughs> there's people like that man there is people there's like just that. people like that and he's one of them mm-hmm. but even like 
when he recently got this excavator and we haven't put it in a video yet, but we're filming him. It's his first time driving this machine. It's up a sketchy, icy, jank little cliff road. That was like handmade. Yeah. With hands, like yeah. not like tools. Like it's like a footpath lengthened for a vehicle. Uh, it would have been kind of sketchy to drive an excavator up there without the ice. Yeah. Let's be honest. We're seeing him multiple times, like slip back, use the claw to like help him get up places. <laughs> He's like wrenching himself up the mountain with yeah. the claw. It's like when someone almost drowns and they're like climbing back yeah. onto the beach, like <gasps> like he was doing that. But like these last minute decision makings in a giant machine that he's never driven anything like that before. And he's just like on it. Mm -hmm. Like there's this giant boulder. He picks it up, drags it to the side of the cliff road and then the whole thing starts tipping because he didn't realize that the, the boulder was couldn't so hold large. a boulder that high, yeah. heavy. Yeah. The whole thing tips and like last second, he like launches it, like lifts up the bucket and lets out the rock and he falls back down. And Stephen and I look at each other like, oh my God. Like we yeah. really thought we were about to just see our friend die. I was in the support truck and he didn't just tip like this. He like tipped sideways yeah, on the towards track. Towards the cliff. Yeah. Which is like very jank. Yeah. And then we go up there and we're like, dude, that was sketchy. He was like, I wasn't that high off, was I? Yeah. Like, super <laughs> calm. And I think that is the reason why he's the choice driver he's for the, the Freedom 500. For sure. If something sketchy happens in front of him, He's the most likely to make the right decision. Yep. So I'm proud of that decision, but I really want to win, man. Dude, imagine just scooting a helicopter around all over the place. And you were saying just this morning that you can land a helicopter anywhere you want with permission from the landowner. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Well, I went down a rabbit hole after watching Cletus's videos. I was like, I haven't really seen... I mean, I guess Cletus isn't a normal person. Like, he's a very successful, interesting lad. Mm -hmm. I've never seen someone that wasn't like a, like I don't know, it's like a movie thing. It's like Wolf of Wall Street. You have yeah, a you land on the, you land on your yacht. Yeah. You know, I thought that's what you had to do to have a helicopter. But you can really just craft one, craft one, and land anywhere you want with permission. Like, they're expensive and they're expensive to fly and like, you know, expensive to get your license and whatever relatively. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> like it's not something that anyone could just go and do. But when you see kind of normal people crafting around helicopters, you're like, what? Is this an option for me? <laughs> like, this is so cool. I thought you had to have like Wolf of Wall Street money to even do this. I found this man if you have permission, you can land there. That's basically the rules is what this That's man insane, said. Dude. And he was landing on people's houses in LA. Just like, like on the roof. Yeah. Huh? Like they're like engineered to take a helicopter too, yeah. but yeah, you just call them up. Hey, can I land on your roof? Like, yeah, bam legal. Huh? <laughs> that yeah. is amazing. So we could just like take off in the field, fly, fly around, around, land, you know? land wow That's and i don't amazing. know much about this helicopter specifically except for what was in cletus's video but man is it a cool thing to craft our way into <laughs> it looks very much more legit than i could have ever expected like steve and i were looking at uh the instagram and we saw it and uh -huh. i was like what is that <laughs> that yeah. is so much 
more cool than I thought it could ever be. I thought it was going to be like some weird gray kit. Yeah. But the paint, I mean, man. It's when very you paint awesome. Cars. I actually, helicopters, helicopters have been in my life more than I would expect the last couple of months. What do like, you mean? Well, my friend Davey and Max, they run like a heavy machinery company. Yeah. And they were talking, Max has his helicopter license. I don't know how he got it. When he just got it. What the devil? He can just fly a helicopter and he's my age and he can like fly a helicopter whenever he wants, I guess. But they're talking about getting a helicopter for their company that has like a string going down and it has a blade and it can cut things. Like you can go. <laughs> that sounds like, fake, man. I, no. I think you're getting it confused with us watching the Incredibles last no, no, night. No, because I thought it sounded fake too. And then I looked it up and they showed me some photos of it. And you like strap this thing down and you can cut the tops of trees off with your helicopter. Why would you want to do that? Like far away places in the mountains. So you don't have to hire a whole crew. You just fly your helicopter over there and you like. Shing. It's like a fire control thing. I guess I, I don't guess really make know. a fire word. What I don't the really know what it's for. for well, we need to bring a picture up somewhere, but yeah. it's very weird. Yes, like, Stephen, could you look into that? Yeah, look then, at it. Uh, oh. Look up when, when you find it. Just run over here and talk into my microphone and tell us what it yeah, is. Yeah, okay? look up like what I think I looked up was like tree cutting services with helicopter. Oh, this sounds so fake, man. Nope. That's not fake. That sounds like the actual most dangerous thing you could do. Are they, is their business that successful where they have helicopter money? Well, they're looking, they called it the five-year plan. So within Dude, five I years, like five year. they want that. Yeah. And they do it for like logging and stuff. They just go up there and like swindle trees with helicopters. It's amazing. And I guess wow. you can just do this. You and can, there's like... It must be pretty profitable. I imagine it's quite risky. Yeah, because it's it's four jobs that are like you can't get to or like yeah. on fire, fire service roads and stuff that you couldn't bring a whole crew up there. You bring your helicopter with a sword on the bottom of it. Doesn't he like build driveways and stuff right now? Yeah, and they got this really cool thing. It's called a Macalac. It's very that awesome. That sounds fake too. It's like a Happy Meal <laughs> Dude, item the logo McDonald's. is the McLaren logo. Really? It says like Macalac, but it's like in the McLaren riding. And he let me drive it. He let Katie drive it too. In a snow, like snowstorm before we like were what going is to it? pick up an R1. Um, it's this track. It is this vehicle that looks like a Batmobile on the bottom of it. it has like those four wheels, like four in the front, four in the rear. And it uh -huh. can turn in like all different directions. It's basically, I don't really know how to explain it. It's like uh, what the do closest you do with thing. It? It's like an Optimus Prime on wheels. That's what it's like. It's really nice. That's and you can nice. like pick things up and move them and plow with it. And it's big. It's so very it's like a multi-purpose utility truck. Utility vehicle. It's not a truck. It's like a robot. It's very amazing. And it was okay. the first time I've ever driven heavy machinery. And he let me just jump in and kind of like move trash around and then move snow around. You feel invincible in one of those. Mm -hmm. I know why Ethan likes them now. Yeah. Well, like the day that, uh, so a friend up the road, Chris, is who helped Ethan build this construct whole thing. this thing. So he brought his little excavator around 
in that day that we're drifting the trike around mm-hmm. the excavator and I got to drive it up the driveway while Ethan was drifting around me. I was like, yeah, I see why Ethan likes this. Yeah. It's pretty sweet. You don't understand until you jump in yeah. one and you're like, I can do anything with this. It's like playing a video game in real life. Like that giant rock, I can just what? Yeah, you just throw it somewhere. Yeah. It's awesome. I've noticed this trend with like YouTubers in general. Not just automotive YouTubers, but it seems like when men of the internet get a little bit of money, they end up buying skid steers. Yeah, I think that's like the first purchase of anyone who makes a little bit of money on YouTube is like a skid steer. Yeah, even like a Roman uh, Atwood. Atwood. Yeah. Like he has like helicopters and GTRs and all this stuff. Like I was watching his videos the other day. And he was like talking about skid steers, just like, oh yeah, like skid steers, like skid steers raw. Like yeah, all this no, stuff. it's amazing. I'm like, what is it? I like, think it's are men that predictable. I think you can like make jumps with them and stuff. I think that's why <laughs> all those YouTubers are buying them. Like you can make a really big dirt bike jump. Yeah, we're all just machine. children. We never really grow up. Yeah, when you're a child, you play in the sandbox with like your yeah, little trucks. Like, trucks, and then they just get bigger. Like, <laughs> I was thinking about this because. Uh, my nephew is like of that age where he's like trucks, dump trucks, monster mm-hmm. trucks, you know, I'm like, is this some kind of like super crafty propaganda to like make get- us all work with trucks when exactly. we get older? <laughs> like, construction is like, you know what? It's essentially big to grow an economy. Yeah. And it's like, it's hard and dirty and a lot of people don't want to do it. Yeah. But if you just get them like Tonka was probably like funded by the government or something like we're going to give all these little boys trucks. And when they grow up by golly, they're going to be buying skid steers, (laughs) building roads, yeah, (laughs) moving giant. They're creating the workforce young. Exactly. Also, like I've noticed in this generation, my generation, we don't have toys like that anymore. And maybe that's why. There isn't like, there's a lack of workers like that. Now we don't have Tonka trucks and stuff. What did you have? Mm, I had RC cars that went really fast and stuff. Like that's what I had. And I grew up and I bought real cars that could go fast. I didn't play with like Tonka trucks. (laughs) I think that you grew up in like a unique situation though. Like most people don't grow up like off grid, like, with yeah. like cool parents and I yeah, don't know. like I feel like most people are like in an apartment in a city, like playing with toys, and you were probably like out and about, yeah, on your own. I was chased like by in wolves. the dirt and stuff, like <laughs> crafting around, yeah. like the area that we live in. Um, but I feel like you just don't see them very much. Like you used to see kids playing in sandboxes and stuff with yeah bulldozers and things like that. Yeah. But now. You don't you see them making TikToks in Walmart. <laughs> I just saw one yesterday, so I know. <laughs> yeah, that is so right. Like it's just yeah. a different atmosphere. Yeah, they'll they'll be like in the aisle like <laughs> yo doing that little dance. <laughs> yeah. This the is a Fortnite dances, man. They go so hard. They do. Yeah. yeah. That is interesting. I haven't thought about that because I never plan on having a little rug rat, so I don't mm-hmm. really pay attention to what the rug rats are doing. Yeah, I'm close enough to the rug rat, rats in... What's a rug rat? <laughs> <laughs> it's like a little kid, man. Like, you know, crawling, like playing I was truck. just going along with the conversation and then I realized I didn't know what it was. But I'm close enough in age to the rug rats 
that yeah. I see that still. Like, see what they're playing with. You go play in sandboxes? Not really, no. But, like, my my sisters are, like, my little sister's pretty young still. So. How old is she? She's 10. So. Really? Yeah. And Dang, your parents decided to raise kids for, like, four decades. Yeah, they're different. We're very different ages, so. Wow. Yeah. That goes hard. Were you <laughs> on purpose? Were you the first one? Yeah. Yep. And you I was were the on first purpose? one. Yep. And then. Dang. I was raised very differently than my sisters. <laughs> like I was raised in a hospital and stuff or like not raised there, but born in one. And then, <laughs> Wait, you know, like, you know, the difference between like water birth and midwives and stuff like that. Oh, and you were literally like, born. I was in a, okay. literally born in a hospital. That's kind of probably like why I spend a lot of my time there now. <laughs> <laughs> I was born in a hospital too, man. I think it's because you crashed the street bikes. Yeah, so much. maybe that too. <laughs> but yeah, I was just raised very different from my sisters. But I get to see what they're into, uh huh, and what their friends are into. And they're not and into just, trucks. Yeah, like my sister has a YouTube channel. Like when she's ten, really, I would have never done that before. You know, like huh. it wasn't a thing when I was a kid. But just very different. It's interesting. Yeah, yeah. I wonder how many YouTube channels there are of kids that just don't make it into the algorithm because they're kids, you know? Yeah, they really... Because it is illegal. It is, yeah. And she was, like, <laughs> so mad because YouTube shut down one of her accounts. She has, like, three of them. <laughs> and she, yeah. she was like, YouTube shut me down because I'm too young. But I just want to make videos, man. So really, why aren't you letting me film? Well, like, shoot, she should <laughs> learn how to edit and then join the crew when she turns 15. <laughs> We need some editing help, yeah, man. She's she's on her way. I think. All right. Yeah. Well, I think there's a few five years. Mm -hmm, five okay, years. Okay. Tell her to train up. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll send her my tutorial video that I send uh, our editors. Okay. Super right. cool. Let's move on to the next thing. Yeah, we got on a little off-road tangent right there about Tonka <laughs> yeah, trucks and children. <laughs> <laughs> we seriously did end up talking about We children. really do <laughs> this a lot. When it's just us on the podcast, we talk about some weird things. That's why I wanted to do just us today <laughs> yeah. because I miss like those rabbit holes. Like Ethan mm -hmm. is so serious, he kind of pulls us out of the rabbit holes. Yeah. But I think the deeper you go in a rabbit hole, the better. Sometimes it is. Like I went deep down the yay rabbit hole last night and I ended up not sleeping until <laughs> four in the morning after not sleeping the night before because I was editing the video. I'm confiscating a couple of your responsibility tokens and giving them to myself. <laughs> hey, I got you on a 20 push-up yesterday. Uh, okay, that's true. Yeah, all right. So all right. what is your... It seemed like you were pitching me a business proposal. And no, then I kind of stopped you. I was like, let's do this on the podcast. I was asking the opinion of my friends because I felt guilty about something that may or may not happen. I'm still in negotiation with another person. I'm kind of in a bidding war now, which it's changed a lot since I last talked to you, but I think it's okay. something that might still happen. All right. Well, what's the gist of it? Okay. Katie, if you're watching this, just... It may or may not happen, but I Just made a promise. Click on the screen a few times to the yeah, right. Skip over. Yeah. Skip over this. But I made a promise to my girlfriend that I was only going to have one Subaru at a time uh, because I kind of got out of hand last year. Um, but I got the opportunity to buy a real Japanese Subaru WRX. You should explain to the good people 
how out of hand your Subaru-ness got. Well, I had 12 Subarus at a time for a long time that all didn't run. All WRXs. All WRXs of all different years and sizes and shapes and disheveled pieces of Subarus. Um, when I moved out of my shop, I actually threw away two tons <laughs> of Subaru parts. Yeah, that's including a shell yeah. and some other stuff. But He's being humble. The man is a menace. He I might had a garage <laughs> in Spokane that's like two and a half hours, three hours from here? No, it's two. He'd work yeah. here all day, go there, work all night, sleep on like a cement floor for like 40 minutes and then come back here yeah. and do the same thing again for months on end to the point where Ethan and I sat you down and we're like, dude, because at the time... One of your big goals is to work for us full time. Yeah. We're like, dude, it's kind of got to be one or the other. Like yeah. you had some zombie days, man. Yeah. I had some times when I was just literally a shell of yeah. myself walking around. <laughs> so uh, it was at the point where you were spending all of your money, all of your time and like yeah. risking employment. You were so <laughs> obsessed with these Subarus and none of them ever worked. <laughs> Well, like I would get like one limping along the streets for a little while and use like other pieces of Subaru to keep that one going. And then like <laughs> I would realize that I needed to buy another one because it had this transmission and I wanted to put it in this Subaru. So like yeah. I just kept them around and mm -hmm. it really kept the passion going. But then I took a step back. I talked to my girlfriend and I took a step back and I realized that was just not healthy to have that many Subarus. And we made the one Subaru rule. Okay? <laughs> okay. But lately, I found this premium Subaru from Japan. So it's right-hand drive. It's really nice. It's a wagon. They never made them in the U.S. Oh, dang. It just got imported. And I got, like, the deal of a lifetime to get this. It has blown head gasket. Okay. That's why I'm getting the deal. Uh-huh. But it's such a good deal, I couldn't pass it up. And I started talking to this guy, and he really talked me into getting it. And I was like... How much is it? Uh, well, I got him talked down to $4,800. They're usually like thirteen grand, a little disheveled. And this one is like very nice, and it has its title paperwork and all its import paperwork. It just needs a head gasket. And I was like, well, I can do a head gasket in a day. But where am I going to put this where my girlfriend doesn't know that I have another Subaru? What if you works? sell yours so you can buy this one? I, I don't know. It's like a guilt thing for me because the Subaru I have right now is a rendition of my yellow Subaru that I sold and I said I would never sell. Mm -hmm. So I kind of never can sell the Subaru I have right now. That means you can never have another Subaru. But maybe I could. <laughs> I was looking at some options. I could just put it somewhere and slowly craft it together and then switch them out every once in a while and just say I bought a different Subaru. <laughs> That's the best idea you've come up with? Well, she's getting really close to finding out um, yeah. because she was going through my phone and she saw me talking to Davey about transport situations for it. And she was like, what are you doing on Thursday? And I was like, uh, I don't Thursday, know. Thursday. So you Thursday already of next to week. Do it. Yeah. Um, 
So I had like I have like a time and date of pickup and everything. Oh, at night, like a black ops situation. <laughs> on where to drop this thing and everything and she was going through my phone and she found some text messages because she was looking for a photo and she found these text messages between Davian and I about picking up something on Thursday and she was like what is this and I just told her that uh, we were just going to hang out so that was a she's bad still move, asking man. me man <laughs> if it's coming that soon you just gotta tell her uh, I don't know I really don't know. <laughs> but but if you say you're going to s- turn it around and sell it, she might be okay with it, but you're not going to sell I wanna it. I want to sell it. <laughs> I want to keep it. I really <laughs> miss the days. It's like the good old days of having like a whole bunch of Subarus just all over the place. It's really <laughs> nice. <laughs> oh, man. For some reason, I thought it was going to have more... <laughs> impact no it's it's like the way you're telling the story i was like will found like a really good deal it is a really good deal it's relative man if you paid someone to do the work you're gonna do on it if that's the only problem you're Mm. about at break even yes i would be at break even but the fact of the matter is a head gasket for a subaru is 30 (laughs) dollars and the work required <laughs> if I take my time is like five hours if nothing goes wrong. You know when you do a terrible hike, like it's raining and you go anyways. Mm. And then you're like, oh, like by the time you're back, you're like, I'll never do that again. Nah. But then like the time passes. You're like, oh yeah, that was actually really fun. That was really nice. You agree to do it yeah. again. And then you're like, oh yeah, never again. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing with hangovers. Never again. And then you do it again. Exactly. Same thing with Subarus. That's my impression from your story. Yeah, but I was asking as a friend, I was going to ask, like, is this wrong that I want to hide a Subaru somewhere and build it and then just have it, you know? I'm the wrong person to ask, man. I get in the doghouse more than anybody I know. (laughs) I'm always doing things I shouldn't be doing. I could also pitch it as, like, practicality. It's a four-door wagon turbocharged reliable (laughs) it's not gonna work man Mm. i'll tell you that right now oh man it's not gonna work but i mean i don't know man you just gotta decide what's more important to you but it's something that i don't really know yet if it's gonna happen because i'm going against someone else that's really heavily into the super how did you find this this isn't the kind of thing you find unless you're looking well, I had my notifications turned on when it was for sale without a blown head gasket uh-huh. because I knew there was maybe a chance that it would blow a head gasket or something <laughs> and he would list it for way cheaper. And so <laughs> he had it listed for a pretty high amount, like 10 grand. Yeah. And it had just a couple electrical problems at that point. And so I was like, okay, that's like pretty expensive for that car with electrical problems, but I'll see if it goes down. And then it went down. To like a pretty reasonable number and i was like oh and then i shot him my lowest offer and he was like maybe i could make that work and i was like oh <laughs> and then it kind of like got me interested you know and then when i get on the oh. grind of getting someone lower and yeah the money, you are a hustler i like can't get out of it yeah so yeah that's why i i really here's an option mm. i don't know think this deal will be around for very long yeah but we've never talked about this publicly 
but you and I, every time we get together and it's like just us, we're like driving to pick something up or whatever. Mm -hmm. We always end up talking about the trade up challenge. Oh, Starting with something yeah. for free on Marketplace and working our and way all the way up, up to a more expensive item. Mm -hmm. This is the loophole you're looking for. It's not your Subaru. Yeah. It's crafting for work. Yeah. You that can still is, drive it around and stuff. Yeah. And then but it's a, not I, your Subaru. Yeah. I crafted this for work. It's yeah. a work expense. Dude, I bet if we started now on the trade up challenge, we can get to like five grand in a couple weeks. I bet so. And I think that's actually, I was thinking about it earlier. I think that's actually what is addicting to me with Subaru. You like the deal. Yeah. I like the deal. You like the finesse. And Subaru is one of the most deal cars mm -hmm. because you can get them with problems and flip them for more when they work. See, I was in a similar situation with Pokemon cards in kind of like my early 20s. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, yeah, like I was selling cards on eBay, building really nice decks and like, but I was spending more than I was making because I wasn't selling. Yeah, because you like, get them and you're like, oh, man, maybe I could just uh, keep this one. But your street smarts want to say don't get high on your own supply. Yeah. But what ends up happening is you make really cool Pokemon decks and you wreck little kids at tournaments. Yeah. And it makes you happy, which is very similar, I assume, to blowing all your money on Subarus and thinking that you're making money. Yeah. When really, since you keep them all, you're and then not it just money. funds the projects that you have and you don't actually make money. Exactly. But if it was for a YouTube video and it was about getting money, then then the car isn't really yours. It's yeah. grind hards and it's a hustle city piece of content. Mm -hmm. I'm very excited about the trade up challenge. I cannot yeah. wait to start that project. Maybe we got to start and finesse this wagon, dude. That would be pretty Grindhard people would be stoked to see a JDM wagon in the driveway, man. Yeah, I really want. Yeah, I really want yeah. a JDM car. I've wanted one yeah. for years, but mm. I just... This could work, man. This could work. I have some other things coming up the pipeline that you don't know about yet mm -hmm. that, like, it could be handy to be in a situation like this, like, in about a month. Yeah? Yeah. Really? Because right now is the time to buy. We should actually start this because All right. right now... The economy in vehicles has hit an all-time low on used vehicles. Really? Yeah. I thought it was like they're still not mega selling. High. No, they're not selling because they got to a point where they're unattainable, and yeah. now people are still listing for unattainable, and they're not selling. So you can go over to them and be like, "Yo, I'll give you three dollars," and they're like, "Okay, it's been up for five months." And yeah. they just sell it to you. So this might be a good time to start that challenge. Okay. Because once we get into a car, we can go places. Yeah. I mean, physically and... Yeah. I think we start with for something free. Yep. Like a, <clears throat> just something someone wants hauled off their property. Yep. We could fix it. Yep. Whatever fix kind it. Of machine make it, it work. Is, make it work. Then get our first bag. Mm -hmm. And then kind of... Do that, that for a while, like buying broken things, fixing them. So that way the value is in our labor. Yep. So that way we can get up to a, a price where we're finessing a good deal like this where, yeah. okay, a couple of days of work and now the car is worth 
thousands of dollars more than we paid for it. Not a couple hundred dollars. We just need to think of a good, this is where we always get stuck on the idea. We need something expensive yet obtainable to work up to. Yeah, we don't know what we're going to, but I guess we don't really have to start the challenge knowing what we're going to get to. We can do it like the intro, like we're trying to go from zero dollars to an r35 gtr yeah Ooh, that would be a good one that would be pretty could cool. you imagine <laughs> we all get arrested <laughs> first you get arrested oh why me <laughs> then we get the car out of impound and then i get arrested <laughs> and then ethan gets arrested and steven be might be the only one responsible enough in a gtr to not get arrested no he'd probably get he'd get arrested he'd get arrested yeah i've seen yep. him drive Oh, menace. He is a menace. <laughs> he, per- he pretends to be so responsible, yeah. but I've seen him. But Look if it's around. a trade-up challenge for something slow, then it's not that interesting. Yeah, no, it has to be fast. It has to be fast, yeah. and I really want it to be JDM, but that's just my opinion. Because backing up through a fast food drive through is like one of my biggest dreams. Oh, ever. yeah. I want to go backwards through the drive-thru and they'll be like hey sir you can't do that you never did that with your yellow car it wasn't right hand drive but you swapped it i did but it never drove again once i put the swap in you didn't finish it i didn't finish it once i swapped it wow you would have to drive backwards you would yeah and it would be challenging dude it'd be sick because they'd be like telling you couldn't do it and you'd be like this is the only way i can do it (laughs) (laughs) man okay it's pretty well, cool so that's why i want a jdm car i don't want it for any other reason <laughs> okay that's a good goal well let's make yeah. it happen let's okay. do this trade-up challenge let's and we'll, start it we'll get the wagon and we'll go backwards through mcdonald's and then mm-hmm. we'll sell it and get a better jdm yeah car. Or just start going through the jdm ranks yeah we could just rank our way up with gtrs after we get to the nicest rarest subaru yeah then we then we start with like you know yeah like a gtst like the rear wheel drive yeah versions and then yeah, go and then up to all-wheel drive to and then turbocharge twin turbocharge then some yeah. built dyno one yeah okay with a parachute that's another one of my dreams i want a parachute on my <laughs> daily driver so yeah. i can just initiate yeah. flight i feel like you just need to get into drag racing man you could get your speed demon on but it's just as not as, as you want when it's legal man <laughs> When someone's telling you you can't do it and you initiate the parachute on the freeway, that's that's illegal. Yeah, that's illegal, but it would be really cool. (laughs) It would be. Oh, for real. All right, I'm going to go through these uh, comments we got. Okay. Because we have some some good ones here. This one's interesting. Brap Babies says... Oh, that's a nice name. Best advice for a new YouTuber... Uh, with video making, content-related tips and tricks, anything you think they'll be helpful. I know you had a bit of success story from the jump, but I think it speaks numbers about the quality of what you produce. So we'd love to hear your thoughts. I'm hmm. curious your thoughts, because I feel like I've kind of talked about this before. Yeah. I've, but you weren't around for the early days. Yeah, I wasn't around when you guys yeah. started. And I think I've gone through quite a few little YouTube channels. I used to always create like YouTube channels when I was passionate about something like cars or motorcycles. I'd create a channel and just make videos. Yeah. Never really saw much success in those, but I can say from someone who's done YouTube for a really long time that 
uh, consistently putting out quality content is really overlooked. Like they're going to say, oh, everyone says that, but it's true. I think you have to put out work that you're proud of consistently enough, not like every day, but I think you just have to put it out and it has to be good because if you're just putting out content to put out content and you're just filling out your channel with irrelevant stuff, I don't think people are going to really be interested. And I think in today's world, it's really important to put out something that's quality and that is engaging. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like a lot of big, I'll call them low effort Mm -hmm. channels for the, I don't know, not to be like rude, yeah. But there's a lot of people who got big in the beginning just because there wasn't a lot of competition. That's and exactly all these what people I'm saying. are on podcasts and all these things saying like, oh yeah, it's like so hard to make it as a influencer these days. Like it's so competitive, uh, this and that, the algorithms are different. The AdSense isn't as much as it was in the beginning, that kind of thing. Yeah. I think it couldn't be further from the truth. I think every day it gets easier to be a successful YouTuber. I really think that. And I think that because the algorithm just gets better at promoting the best videos. Yeah. And if your videos are something that someone wants to watch, then they're going to watch it. I mean, and slowly you're going to grow because people are going to talk about you. And it's just, I think that's how it works. And being around for the in and outs of grind hard, I can personally see that there's like no secret recipe to growth like it's just like there is little things you can do here and there yeah but there's all these people when you look up how to grow on youtube it's like oh yeah oh you need the algorithm to be like this and stuff but there is one secret sauce that we do to this day i research it every day that is like as close as you're gonna get to a hundred percent guarantee of going viral what is it it's the sauce, man. This is what no one talks about. Well, let's hear it. It's so silly. Like, to me, it's obvious. But I have been, like, studying YouTube since it came out. Like, obsessively so. And would you say the platform's changed a lot since? Yeah, but it's changed for the better. It's yeah. just easier now. So, it's like a video game. And it's just like beating the video game. Mm-hmm. Like, but okay, I'm done with all the philosophical. We talking sriracha sauce. This like- is the specific sauce, man. It is sriracha sauce. So you go to a channel that has an abnormally high performing video. Mm-hmm. And that is like that because YouTube is recommending it to people outside of their audience. So if you find a channel that averages 5,000 views a video and this one got 10 million, you have a 100% chance of there being people who want to see videos like that and there's not a lot of videos like that. And I think you do need to do it on something you're genuinely passionate about for it to convey the right message to make people want to watch you and subscribe and keep watching you do that thing. But let's say this guy's building go-karts on the internet, getting like 3,000 views, 3,000 views, 3,000 views. And then there's this specific kind of cool rustic go-kart and they restored it and it got 13 million views. That is your roadmap. You study that video, you read the comments of that video. 
why did this video work? And then you recreate that, but in your own way and in your own style. And it's going to work. Like it's as close as you can get to a sure bet. And we do that to this day, like with the Chang Lee videos, like other people did that before us. And And we saw that worked. There's this one called the Pack Yak Pro. Oh, dang it. I think we both we literally made we're going into the rabbit hole. <laughs> no, we told Steven we would oh, try not it. to talk about Edwin, the Chang I did not talk about All the Chang right. You started bringing <laughs> us into the Chang hole. You're oh, doing the push-ups, right. man. All we right. made a I'll bet do. with Steven that yeah. we weren't going to say anything about the car that shall not be named. <laughs> well, now I used it as an example, yeah. so I need to use uh-huh. it. So there's this YouTuber that's really cool that... Uh, makes videos like making this pond and like this place in Florida, I think. And his videos get pretty good views, you know, but he made one on the $5,000 truck that shall not be the name of the brand mentioned. <laughs> Although I think that still counts as talking about a shangling. <laughs> so anyways, this thing's called the pack yak. And he like shows the car shows the modifications he made to make it useful on his property. That video had an abnormal amount of views. So let's think of this the reverse way. If you're trying to start a YouTube channel, uh, Whistling Diesel did one on the same truck and it got like 10 million views. Mm-hmm. But all of Whistling Diesel's videos get that many views. So it's not a good example of I should do a video like that because it has 10 million views. It doesn't matter. He gets views because of his personality yeah the story he tells that's his audience watching his video which isn't a good way to build an audience you want to do content that is based around something that is underserved that's the word i'm looking for it's Mm -hmm. an underserved niche so let's say you want to make a channel about like skateboarding it's like Good luck. That's what the people are talking yeah. about. It's so hard because skateboarding's so competitive. Yeah, you can't. Yeah, you, the you, best you literally people can't. are so good. But the biggest skateboarding YouTube channels aren't what you would think. It's not the professionals. Yeah, some of the biggest ones out there are like, can we skate on ice skate wheels and stuff? Exactly. Like they do like weird things that haven't been filled. Yeah. We'll do a uh, epoxy table resin skateboard. We're talking about the same YouTube yeah, channel. Yeah, we are talking I about the same YouTube fact, Because sometimes I go down that rabbit hole uh-huh. and it's like all these random skateboards that shouldn't be skatable. Yeah. So cool. It's so cool. But that's what it takes. So like don't, it's like the definition of insanity is to do the same thing over and over and expect results. Yeah. That's hard. Yeah. No. And that's. Then you are like getting into what like the popular word around being an influencer is like getting lucky or happening to be beautiful or whatever. Yeah. It's like, okay, that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about if you're willing to work hard and willing to make a really good video on find a channel that, that doesn't get a lot of views that had a handful of videos that blew up and you finesse it. And that's what we've been doing since the very beginning. So... I don't know. It bothers me because I know that like these podcasts are getting millions of views of people like, oh yeah, it's impossible. It's so competitive. It is so not, dude. Yeah, it's so doable. Yeah, I have like 50 YouTube channels that would blow up if I had the time to do them. Yeah, And like I have a lot problem. of confidence of like, you know, my editing and like 
ability to tell a story, which yeah. is a big part of like, even if you're really, really into something, but then like, you're not into the process of making the videos, the editing and filming is a bit of a grind. Yeah. And, and you have like, to be, and that's where I was saying, like, you have to be passionate about it. Like, yeah, the actual process of the videos, like you need to be fired up about your favorite YouTubers. You can't just be like, oh, these YouTubers have nice cars. So I want to be like them. Yeah. That's not it's going to get you there. No. It's got to be like, I like this video because of the way that they cut the music with the story makes me feel good. And like the just suspense is so much fun for me to live in this moment, not knowing if they're going to like complete the challenge. Mm -hmm. Like it's to me, it seems like the obvious thing to do, but it's not because, you know, if you're looking for advice on this, you go to the biggest channels and all the biggest channels. Are They're saying all it's just, it's hard. Yeah. You have to do this and this <laughs> and this. It's yeah. like, no. Yeah. And yeah, I don't think it's any harder than starting any other business. No. The bottom line is starting business for yourself is a lot. It's hard. It's like going <laughs> yeah. and getting a job, but like, and you take on a lot more risk and stress and responsibility and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But if you're willing to take it on, it's like, I don't know, just find something that's working and then do it. Yeah. I yeah. think that's some really good advice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Probably a little more of a rant than necessary. <laughs> Maybe we'll yeah, answer no. one question per podcast. <laughs> I could talk about this all day. Yeah. I didn't even read these before. That just happened to be the first one. Uh, if you guys had unlimited budget, oh yeah, I dream about this kind of stuff. Unlimited. And budget. all the equipment required, what would you build? This is the wrong question for us. This is more of an Ethan question. Yeah, this Ethan is. has more expensive ideas than yeah, us. All my ideas are kind of like not that expensive, I guess. <laughs> yeah. We have talked about the six by six drag racing WRX. Yep. Wanna so do that. With an unlimited budget, machining pass-through differentials that can handle a lot of horsepower is something that the whole crew would be very interested in. Yeah, because that could work yeah. for a lot of things. It's hard to make six by sixes because of the lack of pass-through axles. Yeah, and all the pass-through axles just don't hold a lot of power. Exactly, because they're meant for big, heavy, slow machines. Yeah, or little dinky machines. Those yeah. are the only two things. Exactly. So they're either really heavy or really weak. Yeah, which Ethan has been talking about how the heck um, Gas Monkey did the... The pass through on the Humvee, yeah, I am really curious. On I am too because that. that thing seems like it has some serious also, power. It's I'm a curious if it's like a lot of power, but like not gonna ever see that power. So if it oh, was designed for a fact, like yeah. if it was designed to just roll around, or if it's designed yeah. to beat people, I need to watch how they built it because it also could not be both rears are powered easily, which would be lame. But I that could would see be it. pretty lame. I could see it. But yeah, that is like something we would definitely do, like high level machining. Like we'd probably hire someone that could like design a differential for us. Like mm-hmm. they do for like, like Hoonigan does that. Yeah. They hire consultant companies. We're using this engine. It makes this much power. This is the gear ratio we want. And then they make a fully custom gearbox and diffs for that car. Yeah. I feel like if we had unlimited budget, we'd still stay with like DIY kind of rowdy vibes. They'd just get but a little we'd just better. Do that so that things are possible. Yeah. Cause like 
the amount of handcrafted engineering into the kernel. Yeah. With like this, there's a lot of things that Ethan went through to do that. Like he wanted it to have reverse and four wheel drive. So we got like the limited slip front diff with the little spinny thing to like push how much it slips yeah. from a four wheeler and then the gearbox from a snowmobile. But the way it is, it was spinning the wrong direction. So Ethan wasn't sure if making switching which side of the gearbox was taunt on the chain. Oh, he thought that that might break. So like all this research on, is that going to be strong enough? And at the end of the day, he was like, all right, we're going to do it. Yeah. Spend nine months building it. And if it can't handle the power, then we basically need to redesign a lot of it. A and lot. Thankfully it could handle yeah. the power, but we really didn't know. Yeah. So just to save us like time and heartache, I feel like if we had unlimited budget, we'd just be like, Hey, building we'd have custom real engineer would this work yeah (laughs) and if it's something that's actually impossible like we still need to finesse the idea more but it seems like the six by six drag racing wrx would be yeah is like this is probably something we're going to need a custom situation and it would be an insane amount of money to make something that actually works that was like that so yeah so it'd probably be kind of like we do the same things but then we'd hit like a really big heavy project once a year like that. Like yeah. world's fastest Subaru six wheel drive edition. We got more traction mm-hmm. and it'll be heavier and there's not a lot of six by six drag racers. And that's probably for that's a reason. probably why, <laughs> <laughs> but it would be pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you don't need a real reason to do these things. It's just really just cool. Do them because they're happen, cool. So you make them. Will the off-road tractor be finished and ripped around the yard? Yes. 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 We're working with throttle problems at the moment on that thing. Which we're working on throttle electronics for a certain car that isn't being named in this podcast for push-up reasons. And I think that Will and I both agree that we just want to learn how Haltech software works. Because that's the only reason why we aren't ripping the tractor it's the no only reason that anything that we make with Haltech kind of doesn't work like to its yeah. full potential. Yeah. It was probably not that hard. We just need to like learn the software and take the time to actually do it, which yeah. is hard when you're trying to like make a new craft every week. Yeah. But, but if we could in-house like put a base map on something yeah. with Haltech and like know it was going to work mm-hmm. at least 70% of what it could be doing. Yeah. That'd be nice because everything we have, like even the kernel has choppy throttle throughout the rev range. Like mm-hmm. Ethan's the only one that can drive that thing really. Yeah. So yeah, it would just be nice to be able to tune things. Yeah. So that's basically it. I mean, <clears throat> the I'm going to have a truck soon. So Ethan and I'll both have trucks and then we'll finish the fire truck soon. And my plan for things like that is probably... Will and I take the tractor to the dyno in Spokane and make a video getting it like properly tuned. And then we come back here and rally it. It's just right now with the way things are is if you're like, Hey, Ethan, this project we were working on a year and a half ago, let's go take it to Spokane and spend like two days on this video that you're not working on your like monster chopper. He'll be like, no, 
monster chopper. He's moving so quickly with the yeah, monster chopper. Exactly. It's kind of taking up all of his time. So. But that's why I see you and I kind of having the role of like Getting, computer tuning gurus. Yeah. Like I know Ethan would be really good at it if he took the time to do yeah. it. But I think that Ethan's time is better spent on like the monster chopper. And like, I like to respect his time in that way as much as possible. Cause that's when the coolest stuff gets made. Yeah. I mean like the only reason why we gave up on that thing is because the next thing there was, was new so projects coming. Yeah. Man, we got the fire truck. We're plasma cutting everything off yeah. of it. And then we, it got cold and we realized we don't have the space to work on it. But yeah, after that chopper's done, it's fire truck. And around that same season of life, my truck should be here. And then Will and I are just towing that tractor straight, straight to, to the dyno. Can, and we're just going to get it dyno tuned and we're going to make friends with all the dyno boys and we're going to learn how to, this is the stuff we talk about like just all the time. Yeah. Just doing it. Being friends with someone with a dyno is like what you want to be <laughs> in life. Yeah. <laughs> Especially a four wheel drive dyno. Yeah. That's even harder, but the tractor isn't, but yeah, I think that probably should conclude the podcast. Do you have wise words for us today? Yeah, I actually do. I've been suffering from some pretty jank back pain. I wonder why. I don't know, but <laughs> if I could give any advice to the good people of the internet, take care of your back <laughs> because it's jank. Like sitting on like a crotch rocket or something and your back's like aching and stuff. Uh-huh. It's unfortunate. So I think it has to do with getting run over by a truck after crashing into it on your crotch yeah, rocket. Yeah, like I think I'm having a little bit. Refusing <laughs> to do physical therapy. I think you should just take care of your body. And that is my wise yeah. words with Will. And if you get run over by a truck and the insurance company is offering to pay for any medical expenses, uh, get physical therapy. Yeah, you should probably do that. It's, uh, it's nice, but... I don't think I have any permanent damage, but if you're out there and you're doing ribunctious things, just like keep that in mind. Cause I'm almost 23. I'm turning 23 next month and I already feel a little bit like an old man. So I'm <laughs> a little worried. Yeah, man. All right. Yep. Wise words with will folks. That's the sent and bent podcast available wherever you listen to podcasts. Thanks for watching.